Perfect. We're being recorded. Excellent. There we go. Okay. Who's got questions today? No one? Well, of Thank course everyone. I, well, of course I do, but I'll let anyone else go first. Okay. Anyone? Who? Who? I heard Stephanie, Melody. Who else is here? Hey, James. It's Tom Poston. It's been a long time. Oh, my God. A blast from the past. How are you? Good. A blast from the past. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Tom, when 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 did when did we first meet? When did you first buy stuff from me? What it's got to be what twelve years ago? Well, there were dinosaurs still roaming the planet at that time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Pretty close. Uh-huh. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, you were one of my. I think you were one of the the one of the early 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 customers of mine. If I don't, if I recall correctly. Well, the the stuff really works. I'd make money and take off and spend it all and then come back and have to start from scratch again. So, you know, I'm about to learn. Eventually I'll learn. Perfect. Perfect. So does uh, do you have any questions today, or does anyone else have questions? Are you just listening in, Tom? Or Yeah, I'm on... I'm trying to do what I talked to you about 12 years ago, and that is to start my own... Uh, online training program or information business. And just like we discussed back then, um, it's finding a topic that has a big enough audience to make it um, monetarily worthwhile. And so I'm just just getting ready to get ready. So I circled back and I've gotten the most results from your training um, than anyone else. So I thought this would be a great, great place to kind of resurrect my my dreams, hopes, and dreams. So okay, today is the day I began again. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming back. I, I greatly appreciate that. I'll and uh, yeah, so it's it's interesting. Some things have changed, but some things haven't. So right, exactly. Yeah, the, the basic processes all always remain the same, and it's kind of like the icing on the cake always changes a little bit, but it comes back yeah. in cycles and styles, but it's, it's always a cake underneath. So, right, um, right. yeah, yeah. So hopefully I'll be able to get you up to speed and, uh, you can take a look at what's kind of working now and, and how things are being set up. Um, not only by me, but just people in the industry as well who are selling stuff. So yeah, that would right. be fine. Okay. Is there anyone else got major questions or anything they need to be covered today? Just so I know which order we do it in. Yeah, I posted a question in the forum. Okay. Let me look it up. <laughs> and just um while we're while we're I'm just doing that quickly, one of the things that I am going to do is uh um I'm going to do uh, basically a a webinar course just on the um uh, uh, on on the Learn Dash campuses, so it'll it'll be a structured kind of webinar uh, series that's just taking a look at specifically um, all of the pieces that go into a campus and and then how to market the courses at the end. Okay, so you guys will get some information on that, but you're you're invited to it, obviously as members. So that's, great. That's, and then, um, do you have a webinar service that? makes it evergreen or do we just work it through the website? Um, this one, um, I'm actually, uh, there's actually one that I'm going to sign up for. Does everyone have a Zoom account or Zoom, yes. Zoom software? Most people have Zoom, uh, the Zoom.us software, in, which is good software. Uh, the only thing is with that one is that there's, uh, you basically have to install the Zoom software or every client has to install the software. Um, on their own desktop to get it to work. So the other one that I found that I'm, I think I might try instead of that one, there's one that I, I found called Crowdcast. And if you want to go take a look at it, it's pretty interesting. Um, it does the same idea as Zoom, but it doesn't require any software. So you can do live events on it, you can record the events right away. You can do live Q and A's, uh, and there's no there's no software, so you can just do them as they go. And they also have landing pages for any of the events, and you can even take payments for the events right within the system. So if you want to sell tickets for live events, 
So that one's at crowdcast.io, which is kind of interesting. So, .io. Okay. Yeah. They probably have .com too, but I know the, the main domain is crowdcast.io. They don't have .com. I just tried yeah. .com. Okay. Yeah, it's .io then. Yeah, and you can do a free uh, – actually, I was going to sign up for <clears throat> for free for this one, but I'll probably do it next week as we'll have it. Um, I'll just do a trial one with it on the Wednesday, and it'll be done with Crowdcast so that I can see how it works and if there's any issues with it. But the nice thing is of, with this, of course, is it uh, captures and saves all of the events so that you have the videos available for your courses after. Okay? Great. Thank you. Yeah, so take a look at that one. Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, oh, yeah, where was I? Just going back. Yeah, the Crowdcast, uh, the, the, they'll be live ones. They're not, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do them evergreen in terms of the full event, but what I will be doing is uh, chunking and cutting the events and putting it into individual modules in the courses. Okay, so I'm not going to do the entire event as an evergreen, but I'm going to do uh, just repurpose the content that I collect from them. So, and I'm not entirely sure if they do evergreen. That's one of the things we'll have to check out. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. Any uh, so th that was uh, any other specific questions? Sorry, I got sidetracked there again. I have one. Okay, shoot. Okay, so my question is, I am in the process of like making that final decision about what my lead magnet will be for the, my opt-in. Yep. And I, okay. what I want to do is I want to present Module 0, which has, let's say, four videos in it. I want to yep. have that be for free. So yep. my question is really the logistics of how to do that because I'd okay. like people to need to opt-in Yep. But not really have to – I wasn't sure how to set it up given that I want them to opt in, but I don't necessarily want them to have to sign in to with a password. So I just wondered, you know, uh, just yep. logistics on how to set that up. How to do it? Um, well, you can mark – first of all, in LearnDash, you can mark lessons uh, – le uh, lessons of individual courses. You can mark them as, as free. So they're called sample Previews. lessons. Yeah, but there's okay. a, yeah, there's a if you go uh, if you're actually looking at a lesson, one of the options for each les lesson is there's a checkbox that says sample lesson. So if you just check it, right. um, the rest of the course follows whatever the setup is, whether it's a free or paid course or closed course or yeah. whatever. But that individual lesson will be open to for anyone to see. Okay, so that's that's kind of the first thing that you can do in the course is just open up that lesson, and you know, if you want to have, sorry, go ahead. But well, my problem is though, I don't want people to just be able to poke around my site and then see that. I want them to actually have to opt in to see yeah. that. So that's why I wasn't thinking that would be the best thing. Yeah, well, there's a couple things that you can do. So one of the things is. Um, in in when you show the sort of landing page or the sales page for the course, mm -hmm. uh, you know the actual course page in LearnDash. One of the things you don't have to do is you don't have to show the lessons. By default, it shows the listing of lessons, right? Uh huh. You don't have to show them. You could put in a list of lessons, like just in the description of the course, right. and mm -hmm. then hide the fact that there is a listing of lessons that LearnDash present so just remove it so it's not available okay uh, to, to people who are not logged in so you can there's short codes in learn dash one is a you know a student and the other one is a visitor so you can just hide the the course that specific courses lessons for uh, visitors but show them for students who are uh, enrolled in the course as an example. So that's one thing just to sort of hide them if you don't want people to see them. What I oh, normally but do, but yeah, so I'm going to get to that. Just hang, hang on, I'm going to circle around. So what you want to do, though, is you want to make sure that you capture an email address before someone sees that, right? Right. Yeah. So the couple ways 
to do it. One is what I was talking about there is basically hiding the lessons so no one gets to see them unless they purchase the course. And then what you can do is when someone go to your lead page or lead magnet or whatever you have, then you can direct them to that specific lesson in an email that they get after they've signed up to your lead magnet. Okay, so you don't provide navigation to it um, up like a, where they go to visit a site and they find the link. It's like you just give them a specific link to that open lesson. And that's the only one they'll be able to see. And the only way they find it is when you send them an email saying, hey, here's the, le the free lesson that I promised you. That's kind of one, one way of doing it. Okay? So you can, you can do it that way. The other way is, is, is the lesson, um, is it in a video or is it text or what part is it? Well, I like actually it, want it, them to have a whole, a whole like four lessons. So like the okay. whole module. Yeah, so four lessons. And it would be there's, video. There's four videos. The other thing you can do is just keep it in the course as, uh, you know, the locked part of the course and just do a traditional, uh, you know, a four-part um, uh, lead page after and keep this, use the same video, but don't have, show it uh, the same as the course, but show it on individual pages that people get to see based on, uh, opting in. So if you, you know, the, you've seen those templates where it says, you know, four-part mini-series, yeah. and they get an email that shows one video, and then there's always like three blank ones underneath with the little icons, and then you have another page after you get an email to the next one, and it's got the two, you know, you have access to the two videos. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I know what you're talking about there. Yes, so you can do it that way too. It doesn't have to be in the course specifically. If it's the Hi. same video... Hello, you can you can just keep them, you know, keep them out and reuse the same video on separate pages. And there's some benefits to that because what you can do on that video page where it has that one lesson of the four modules or the four lessons that you're talking about, you can add sales material, testimonials, you know, other steps in each of those pages that has the one video on it. So that's a that's another way of doing it as well that makes sense. The one thing, okay, so I I got these you know two possible yeah. approaches. Yeah. Uh, something that I'm trying to accomplish is I want to I want people to be really clear that this is part of the course, so that they're getting a sampling of the course, not just. It seems like when people do those four part video launches. Yep. It's more like a mini course that yep. then they have, you know, a strong call to action. But I just want this to be, here's the first module. You'll get a sense of how I teach and blah, blah, blah. Yep. And, you know, and so, you know, I wanted them then to actually see the connection to the rest of the course. Okay. But I guess... Well, you can. Here's the other thing to do is um, there's a short code in, um, in LearnDash, and what you can do is take that second example where you just have a you, – you create a page for, you know, lesson number one, and you create a page for lesson number two for four lessons. You can use the short code on that, those pages that says display all of the course or all of the lessons and modules for this course and just show them on that, that page. So oh, okay. you, you show the video and you say, oh, this is part of the course below where we cover. And then you have, you know, the expanded view of all the lessons and topics for that specific course right underneath the video. Right. Okay. So you, you show people and you just do a headline and say, hey, this, you know, this is a, these videos are part of this course. Take a look at, you know, the listing of modules, lessons and topics we cover. And it's the actual okay. learn, learn dash, whatever the curriculum is of that particular course. And that can be done with a okay. short code. You, you can just say, um, you know, show me the lesson display of course number six or whatever it is. You put a short code in and then it will only display those lessons from that course. Okay. Okay, okay so, so, then, yeah. so then just to summarize, 
what I wanted, and I want to make sure I got what you said and see if this makes sense then. So I have my whole video course. I want to show yep. Module Zero, which has four videos in it, four lessons. Yep. And I don't want people to have to, like, actually log in, but I do want That's them right. to have to opt in before they see it. So yes. let's say I have my total course, and I present that however I want. I can either show the lessons or not, but they're not going to yep. get to see these, the preview. But yep. what I can do then is the page that you're talking about where the four videos can be seen, yep. I could put that basically not where they to see that particular page, they have to actually opt in and that's basically the thank you page or they link to it from an email. Yeah, and then exactly. they see the four videos, the four lessons, however I'm going to set that up. Yep. And I use a short code of Learn Dash then to just put in further down the page that shows yep. what all the lessons are and then exactly. whatever sales material. And then yeah, one exactly. last thing I'm thinking is because I can share modules, maybe I could even just put that first module, I could actually create, what about creating a separate Learn-Dash course with that module zero yes. as that course? Yeah, that's, yeah that's, you can do that as well. That's correct. Okay. That's okay, correct. so I have a yeah. few options on that. Okay. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you mentioned the word free because one of the things that um, – I found successful when you have multiple courses is mm -hmm. like I want to get people logged into the community so that they have a login, right? I, I want people to have a username and a password because I, I know that at some point, if they're going to be a customer, I want to make sure that they can log in to access the sites, right? So you kind of want mm -hmm. to get people trained on, you know, this is how you get access to this content. So one of the things you can right, do okay. is you, you in in um, when you have the price types in an individual course, there's I think there's five options. The first one or the default one is open, and that means that anyone can see your course content, the videos, the lessons, the topics, everything, irrespective of whether they're logged in or not. So it's just it's wide open, right? The other mm -hmm. option is free, and free courses are free there's no cost to them but people have to be logged in to see it I see. so one of the things that you can do is for example um, we use ultimate member and ultimate member just has a real simple login and register form so once they log in or once they register the first time for the site they pick a username they put their email address in and a password if that's all you want to collect and then they're registered for the site and then they have access to that course that happens to be free so they're now okay. members of this they're now members of the site right they have access to that one course they can look around the site and they go oh my god Melody's got a course on this a course on this a course on that she's got a discussion forum here she's got downloads there they get to poke around, but you've got a paywall in front of it that says, oh, you want that course? Click here to buy now. And then it takes them directly to the shopping cart. They're already logged in. They don't have to create a new username or password. They don't have to, you know, they, they just sort of give the credit card details, and then they have access to that next course. So, you okay. know, kind of two, pre two preferences. One is you use a traditional sort of landing page or lead page where you're just collecting the email address and you're you're putting it into your autoresponder. That's kind of one approach. The second approach is that instead of using a lead page, you use the, the, the site registration as a way to collect email addresses. And if you've got your site set up so that anytime someone registers in the site, they should be getting added to your your site, your uh, autoresponder service. So when anyone signs up for our campus, they automatically get added to the funnel kits or auto active campaign account. So it's the same same function, right? You want to collect the email address. So do you collect it outside of the site or do you collect it inside of the site? Right. Both work. Both work. Um, it's just how you want to approach your customers or how much you think you need to educate your customers.
on how your site works and, and what's involved and what else they can see. I do like what you're saying about having them get used to logging in and so they get yep. access to it. The only thing yep. I was wondering about that with the lead magnet is if I say sign, you know, opt-in, I put my little opt-in page and says, and get yep. this for free, I'm just yep. wondering if if I'm really keeping my promise if I say for free, but they have to actually log in. It's almost like, well, I don't know. I just, I guess I wondered yep. if, you know, if that kind of breaks the trust, if I just said it was free, but now I'm saying, but now you have to log in. Yeah, just or say register. Reg- yeah, just say register for the campus and get this free course. Or the with, free with your, module or something. Yeah, free module or whatever, you know. Get this free mini course or get this free whatever if you register for the course. Just regi- or register for the site. Register for our community. Okay. Okay, so just make it clear yeah. up front. Yeah, okay. just make it clear. And and just because you have a registration form, it doesn't mean it can only be used on the registration page. You can have the form be on the opt-in or the lead magnet page. It's just a form, right? Right. And and if you if you like I know an ultimate member, we can build the form with as little or as much in the way of fields as possible. Do you want a user do you want them to create a username and password or add a username and password? Do you want um, you know a, a username, a first name, last name, email address and password? How many how many fields, you know, do you, are you comfortable or do you think that you need to ask? When people register, okay. and then they're they're registered for the site, and they're in your autoresponder. Okay, and which part of Ultimate Member would I create that form in? Uh, in the Ultimate Member menu, the third item down in the submenus is called Forms. Okay. There's there's three default ones. There's a profile mm-hmm. form, a login form, and a registration form. And you can create any additional ones that you want, and it just gives you a, a short code. You put the short code Great. on the landing page, and it's it's done. Great. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you definitely gave me a lot of great ideas here. Yeah. Thank you. My personal, yeah, my personal preference, and I think this was an, as important, is if you're just selling courses, kind of just do the lead page one, right? Get the email address and then hammer them to buy a course. If you have a whole bunch of courses, you're going to do stuff like a discussion forum. You want people to be interacting with each other. You want people to, you know, get into gamification and start earning badges and stuff. Get them into your campus as early as possible. So if I do only want them to... If you do like a traditional landing page where it's just capture an email address, and uh-huh. put it into your autoresponder, and then send them to some pages where you have some videos, like whatever course videos or modules that you're giving away for free. Okay. Okay. So you have their email address, but you're not asking them to join your your campus. You're just asking them to opt in, and then you're giving them some content, right? Uh huh. But if if you want to use things like a discussion form later or badges and gamification and you want people to really sort of get involved in the community, then I think personally you're better off getting, you know, using the registration method for them to get in so, you know, that they find out that you have all this other stuff as opposed to just collecting their email address with a lead form and then sending them 17,000 emails saying, buy my course, buy my course, buy my course. Okay. Okay? Okay, good. Does that make sense? Did I, I know it can get confusing, but I think there's kind of two options. No, it makes there. sense. I mean, it, it, I mean, what it comes back to, since I'm just starting with this one course, even though I have other stuff around there, I'm not really building my campus yet then That's it kind right. of takes me back to just doing the standard traditional opt-in, sending yep. them the link to the four videos, and then, yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But just, okay. make sure you fo- just make sure you follow up correctly, right? 
It's like yeah. most people that, you know, and I sign up for courses or mini courses all of the time, and I, I almost never sign up for the content. I sign up to see what people are doing in the follow-up. Yeah, or so, maybe, okay, what I could see doing is, let's say instead of giving the the four free videos at module yeah. zero, let's say I yeah. come up with some other simple lead magnet, I send that, and then I'm following up, but I say, you know, sign up here to get a sampling, you know, yep. of the course. So they're really, it's like a step process. It's like, okay, if yeah, you exactly. like this, then you can get the free introductory model to see if you want to take the bigger course. I kind of yeah, like perfect. that. It's a little bit of a hybrid of what you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, that. There's all sorts of variations on that, right? Um, you know, if you go to Canva, for for example, or Snappa, which is the one that I use, you can go and they have templates for infographics, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can you can you can do an infographic like in 15 minutes just using the template, and you know it can be like 10 steps to seven things to be uh, wary of or 12 mistakes you know, actors make when they're looking for an agent or something like that. So so you basically you do an infographic and you use the infographic as the lead magnet. Okay. And then and then, you know, what why I like infographics is because let's say you have uh, a course and there's seven steps in the course. So mm-hmm. the infographic you can do is the seven steps to whatever and each step is basically a module in the course right mm-hmm. so the infographic says you know step one here's the secret and you you just basically give a paragraph on whatever that secret is um, and then so they download they see all seven but then you send an email the next day that says hey secret one says this this and this if you want to find out more about it go to buy my course okay. page, right? The okay. next day you say, oh, you know, on the infographic I talked in step two about, well, we cover it in detail with these additional, you know, modules, lessons, and resources at my course called whatever. Go to find out or check out the course there. So you, if you do an infographic that has seven steps, you now have seven emails to send to people to follow up. Okay. Each of those follow-up emails just kind of says, hey, this step's really important. Here's a case study. Here's an example of where it worked. And if you want to find out more, click here. Bring them to the course okay. page again. Okay, so, great. Yeah, so you don't have to do a whole video. You can just use infographics as an example. Some people do that yeah, with special reports or whatever too, but infographics are kind of easy because they're fast now. Yeah, and the email is kind of like a little mini course as well. Exactly, but the the whole uh, the whole point to each of those mini emails is going by the whole course Moving here. Moving forward, yeah. That's okay. Right. Yeah, I like okay. that too. Yeah. 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 Great ideas. Yeah. So, and technically, that's what you're doing when you have more than one course on your mm-hmm. campus. Technically, that's what you're doing, right? It's like someone takes one course. And that first course is usually a step towards the second course. The second course is usually a step to the third course. So, you know, when you finish a course, it's then, oh, you know, you're continuing your growth. I bet you're probably asking yourself, okay, I've got this covered. What should I do next? Well, here's a course on. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, it's like you get people on the beginner course that is the entry to the big picture. That's kind of right. one way okay. to do it. The, the other way to do it is say you sell the big picture up front and then you use the other courses as support for the big picture. And the difference is is if you do it where it's like the first course, it's like people call it, a, you know, sometimes I know like Ryan Dice talks about a tripwire or you talk about an easy sale. It's like you do the... You do the $27 course up front first, and the idea is to get them to do the $2,500 coaching program at the end, but you build up to it, right? Mm-hmm. So you start small and move up. The other way is to say, hey, here's my 
$2,500 course. You get lifetime access to all this great information. And then you work backwards and say, well, you know, if you just want to know about this, here's a, here's a course on how to do that. If you just want to know how to do this, and then you kind of use the other courses that are supporting the big expensive course, you market those if they don't buy the big course. Okay. Okay, so kind of two different ways. It's like a going, stepping up a ladder or stepping down the ladder. Okay. All Make right. Sense? Thank you. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Took lots of notes. Good. Good. Okay. Thank you. Tom. Tom, did, uh, did are you still with us, Tom? Yes, I'm on. here. Okay. Yes. So, so did you? Did, I, I want to make sure that, like, do you have any specific questions or things that you want to talk about? Well, um, I do have a question, but I'm not sure this is the appropriate format. Um, one of the issues that I ran into that I keep that keeps blocking me that I need some coaching on is taking my eclectic experience and all my materials that I've collected over the years and determining what's a course and what's not a course. Okay. And then okay. all the mechanics that you're talking about have an application, but right now I need to define my product. So maybe okay. we could talk offline or whatever. No, no, hang, I'm, I'm going to cover it right now because I have a mind map that I was just going over that covers all that in detail. You know what? Okay. Can I, um, you taught me the mind map. I forget the guy's name, that uh, Buzon or something. Tony, Tony Buzon, yeah. yeah. Tony Buzon. He, he invented right. them. But here's you the, taught here's me the, that, and I still use it today. Yeah, so, he, so here's the, um, actually the, the software I use now is called xmind.net. It's free xmind.net um, or x x the letter x yeah okay. mind.net okay so take some uh, take some notes on this one okay I have a whole thing um, actually in a mind map and it's going to be covered in the, the, you know, the campus course I was just talking about. The, I have a big mind map that has all mm -hmm. of the modules and lessons for a course. So I use XMind to basically map out courses and the, the modules and topics. Um, so I'm just looking at some of the titles uh, to organize things. So here, here's some course titles, and the reason I'm going to go over the course titles is because it helps you organize the course or how you course based on the title. Okay. okay? So the, the first title example is always the rules, uh, the rules of three, the rule of threes. Okay. So um, in pricing tables, you often use the good, better, best, right? Right. Or you have the good, the bad, and the ugly mistakes most people make, right? right. So that's that's a type kind of title or course that you can do. It's like what what's what's the good, you know, or what's the bad, what's the worst, and then how do you fix it? Or here it's like here's the problem, here's what the problem causes, here's the solution. So you kind of think of those three things and go, okay, I've got all this information in my head. What's the problem I'm solving? What does it mean to people having that problem? How do you solve it? Okay. Another example is, is like, um, an, like an ABC or a step one, right? So it's like, what are the steps that I have to solve this problem and what do people need to do to get there? So that's a really good one, especially if. Uh, what, what are you going to be doing a real estate one, Tom? Well, no, I've been in the past thirty years. I've been trying to get out of real estate. <laughs> okay. So which one? Are, which one are you going to do? What are you thinking of? Or did you want to share it? Or 
Well, um, you know, I have I have all these interests and hobbies that I was hoping I could turn into a program, everything from sales and marketing, the language of influence and persuasion, um, yeah. cooking, um, uh, sailing, um, uh, just on and on and on. And, yeah. and developing the, the content is second to determining the topic, I guess. Okay. Well, the I, I would, you know, if you're going to do the language of influence as an example, like I would do, I would do like a course or a campus on the language of influence. On the language patterns? Yeah. So, you know, you can, if you have, if you know that, uh, you know, if you're doing NLP stuff and you'll, you know, um, you know that there's eight or nine kind of key topics. Mm-hmm. In language patterns, you could do a course on each one, right? Um, would you segment it out like language patterns for parents, uh, language patterns for relationships, language patterns for sales? Language yeah, you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. And you can do those as individual courses and bundle them together for a certification. So mm-hmm. you know that, and that's where certifications work well, right? If you know, as an example, that you want to do a, let's say you want to do a course on being a, a master master linguist <laughs> or a you know master communicator, and then in order to get certi- certified, you need to finish these four courses. You know, and, first. Um, yeah, we could have the course certification as a master debater and a cunning linguist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly. And the, and and then kind of, I'm not going to touch that any no, further. I'm, I'm sorry. I but apologize. that's okay. But that's that's the exact process, right? It's like, what's the? These are the the problem you're solving is people need to be better communicators, and if you want to, you know, most communication takes place with you know family members at work at play. Um, in business, whatever it happens to be, but you can take those as either individual courses or modules in a course. But just break those down. What are the pieces in them? What needs to happen in order for people to get the result of being a master communicator? Uh-huh. What What's the problem? What do they need to learn? What's the solution? Um, the The certification idea sounds like a big value-added um, component of this. What's my credibility of the certification? Is there some process to go through to become a recognized that that certification has some kind of recognized value in the marketplace? Um, uh, no. You, well, you, the fact that you, somebody completed it. Yeah, that, well, they completed it, and you, Tom Post, and the expert said, I certify you as yeah. someone who's taken my course and from my experience, has made all the requirements to know that they're a master communicator. You know, the only you time point you just made such a big point that I'd forgotten about is that the world in general and the marketplace specifically will give you the credibility that you command. That you, yeah. uh, I mean, Donald Trump is a perfect example of that. Yeah. it's like if if you say you are, then to a large extent you are. That's right. Like if, you, if, if, yeah, if you look at, you know, he always he always brands himself as a master business person. He, I think he's had more bankruptcies than anyone in the world. Like he's crappy right. at business. He hasn't he been is. successful at all at business. No, he hasn't. But but he brands himself as a business person and a millionaire or whatever. But he's not. So as long you know, if if you if you Melody or you Doctor Steph, you just say. You want to become certified as a, you know, um, uh, a master belly breather or a stress reduction expert, or you know, you want to be the best, um, best guide to getting, uh, you know, starting your acting career. You want to be certified as a, you know, a, um, a marketer. You want to be whatever you make up, and it's your certification. It's yours. So you can certify. You can certify anyone for anything. Right. So build your campus, decide on what it is that you're going to sell, and understand that people are willing to pay for it already, 
and then you can add certification as something to the end. And the only thing I'm going to talk about, I, I just want to make sure people understand, is that I was uh, my daughter just finished her her commerce degree uh, in university here. She's starting starting out on on her career. And one of the things that uh, I guess she used a term that they had been taught uh, recently in any one of these marketing classes is about the types of markets that most of the startups get into. And she was talking about blue ocean and red ocean markets. Has anyone ever ter- heard that before? No. Okay. So what often happens with the startups is the startups will, when they when they start their company or their business or their product they're launching, the problem is that most of the time they're blue water products. They're products that are like out in the ocean that no one knows what they are. That takes a while to explain what it is that you're trying to sell them. And no one has expressed a specific need for that problem to be fixed. It's like blue ocean. It's wide open ocean, right? So one of the problems is that most people try and market these products in blue ocean markets, which is a huge problem because it takes time to educate people, to build trust, to let people know they have a problem, what the cost of the problem is, and how they need to fix it. It just takes a lot of time. It's not impossible, but it takes time and money. And then the other one is the red red ocean markets. And red ocean markets, those are the shark-infested ones that are filled with water, filled with blood already, right? There's lots of people in there, but the reason they're in there is because there's lots of customers who already know that they have a problem and who are already trying to get it fixed. And they're willing to spend money on it. That You don't have to explain what it is. You don't have to teach people what it is. The only thing you have to do is put a twist on your specific solution. You're and then market. That's right. And market your twist. What makes your approach different? You know, there's a billion people that say they can do stress reduction. I'm sure there's a lot of people that say they're NLP master communicators or sales experts. I'm sure there's a lot of people that say, hey, you know, this is how you sell courses on LearnDash. But the thing is, you've got to build your little twist. This is the way you're doing things. This is you that makes it special. And market that part. But market it in a red ocean market. Don't market it in a blue ocean market. So if you're going to do master communicator, you have to make sure, is that market something that people are going, hey, I've got to learn how to communicate better? Or, you know, I'm an actor or an actress. How do I get an agent? Or what should I look for in an agent? Or how do I market myself in Hollywood? Um, or, James, I'm a question about the idea of a twist or you or a yeah. unique selling proposition. If the content is similar, I mean, there are certain language patterns that people that understand this um, all use, like, for instance, just for the sake of explanation, a pace and a lead. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm going to get a twist or a unique selling proposition, since it wouldn't be directly connected to the content, could it be connected to the way it's taught? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. To the way it's taught. The, the other easy way is most coaches or speakers, they use themselves as the twist, right, and how they deliver it and present it. Oh, okay. So they, they use their personality as the twist. I got it. So they have different, different styles. I'll give you an example. You know, there's Jim Rohn, if you know the speakers once, yeah. was the good old boy, you know, started very, very calm, collected. And then you got Zig Ziglar with his u- unique voice, right? And then uh, you have Tony Robbins that's like power overpowering you on the stage. Yeah. You know, t- if you want to call them all motivational speakers, they were all motivational speakers, but all three of them did it in completely different ways. Right. Same content for all intents and purposes. I'm not going to say that Tony Robbins is the same as the older guys, but if you call it motivational speakers as an example, they're both provide, all three of them are providing the same end result, but they're doing it in three completely different ways. And the different ways are how they were presenting it. Right. 
Okay. So, you know, the other thing is, is when, especially when you're using yourself, you have to not be afraid to have people like you and people hate you. Right. Most most people that are trying to be speakers just get too, uh, um, they're emotionally fragile and aren't able to take the good with the bad and aren't willing to step out of their shell to let people know how they really are and how they really feel about stuff. Well, um, that's another good point. You, you have to have a position. You have to have a voice. You can't be middle of the road yep. so everybody will like you. You have to pick your side and stand on yep. that that platform. Yeah, that's and one just of the, that's one of the takeaways I got from our initial um, training yep. is that once you develop your voice, you have to accept that some people will accept it and some people will reject it. Yep. You can't change your position to try to win over the people that reject. That, just, that's, that's right. And the, yep. the only thing I'm saying is if you're going to find your voice, just make sure that it's in the bloody water. Ah. <laughs> Don't right. don't go don't don't go have don't go have a voice in the blue water because you're not going to make any money. So it's like have a voice in the red water. Okay. Okay. So so um, is is Steph? Are you still there? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So did you have any specific things you wanted to cover today? Just what I put in the forum. Okay, let me look at that again. Sorry, I got off on a tangent. I do that, don't I? <laughs> from time to time. We all do, from time to time. One. Okay, I'm looking still. Well, I went to Crowdcast, that's why. Okay. When did you put it in? Because the last one I had was from was from Melody. You want to just repeat it for me while I look at look it up in another place? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Okay, that's fine. Um. Okay. I'm not remembering what it was. Okay, is it was it the one before that that I might have answered in a, a different place? Because the one was Melody was talking about where the permalinks, uh, or you were talking about adding names in funnel kits contacts. Yes, yeah, okay. that's the one. Okay, that was it. Um, okay, like Carol, she's in my contacts list, but yeah. her her first and last name are not included. It's just her email address, and yeah. I could not for the life of me, figure out a way to add a name. Okay. So here's the, here's the two ways to do it. What, uh, and the easiest way is um, in your Funnel Kits account slash active campaign account, when you go and view an individual person's uh, contact record, so you find them in your contact list and you just click on their email address or any part of um, you know, the na their name or whatever is available in, uh, usually their email addresses will be there for sure. But if you click on their email address in a list of contacts, it opens up their individual profile. Right, and I'm, I'm there. Okay, so when you open up an individual's profile, if you look uh, sort of on the top left portion of it, you'll see that there normally is um, what's called an avatar Mm -hmm. And the avatar will show up uh, either their avatar that's set up in the you know the avatar system on the internet, or it shows a dummy avatar. But if you look beside that, you'll see that there's if they don't have a name, you'll see the person's email address. Right. Okay. So just click on the email address. One okay. click. One left click. Okay. And it gives you the option to manually add their first name and last name. Now, there we go. Okay. Okay. Got it. So by, by default, what, what it does is if you only collect an email address, let's say, you know, Melody's doing this opt-in form, and all she asks is for is the email address. 
it gets added to, in our case, the Funnel Kits account, but it doesn't have a first name, last name. It doesn't have uh, a nickname or a city or anything like that. But by default, what it does is it adds the contact record with the only information that it has, which is the email address. So when you look at their profile, what it does is it says it just puts the person's first name and last name. It just displays the email address because that's all they have. But if you want to edit it, you just you know click on the email address that's listed right beside their profile picture, and it will give you the option to add manually the first name and last name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the one thing that's really nice with the campuses we set up. Um, if you have the WP Fusion plugin, which is the one that we use that hooks up Active Campaign and or Funnel Kits and your LearnDash campus, is uh -huh. if they go, let's say they're they're in your community on your WordPress site, and they manually go and update their profile, they add their city where they live, they add the country they're in, they add their Facebook profile, they add their first name or last name. It will update their record in funnel kits. So when they update their record on your WordPress site, it automatically gets updated on their record in funnel kits as well. Cool. Okay. So okay. next next time yeah, next time you send an email and you want to say, hey Carol, or hey Tom, or hey Melody, or hey Dr. Steph, if that first name and last name is now in the active campaign slash funnel kits account, it will show up on the emails that go out. But it was just because they, they added or updated their profile on your WordPress site. And that takes me to another question. Yep. So say with Carol, I did not have her name, and yep. I said, hey, brackets, first name in brackets. Yep. But there isn't a first name there. Yep. What yep. does Funnel Kits do with that? Um, when you look at the personalization codes in the editor for the template, you'll see that there's one that adds a uh, first name and there's an option to do a default name. So it could say, say like, hey, you, or hi, you know, blank, uh -huh. or, or, or the first name. There's an option to do kind of a, um, a nothing or a, a default word. Okay, well, to stay safe, I've been doing a nothing, but... <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so it's sort of like you could either do, hi, Carol, or just hi. Either one yeah. is fine. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. That answers my, my question. Okay, cool. Any more questions? Swing and a miss? Okay, going once, going twice, going three times. There we go. I'll turn off our recording.